Your Most Avid Reader by Bibi Berkey. Morning, Hilary. Got your chapter? It needs more detail. So far, it's all been action and no setting. We need to inform the reader, peripherally, about the year, about the geographical location, about what's going on in the greater world. Stories like mine need plenty of explanation. It may seem clunky, but it's expected. If we're going to enjoy any kind of credibility, then we have to hit them with historical fact. That's the way the Clement Street series goes. That's the way historical fiction goes. Also, where's the synopsis? It's very important. I take it that you have a plan and that you're not making it up as you go along. Of course, I ought to add. <laughs> Thank you. And a very good morning to you too, Monica. I had rather hoped that you'd do all the filling in. I mean, you're the expert. I can give you more details about the Hesiots and the Radiant Wanderers, but you're the one to make it all readable. Also, I thought perhaps we would... Hit them with action first, set the scene, and then feed in the historical facts, probably by about chapter four or five. Is, is that no good? Have I wasted your time? Well, it'll have to do for the time being. I've sent off the new chapter to Fiona, my agent, and she hasn't complained. I told her I'd written the synopsis, but the file had disappeared from my computer, and I had to have to write another one for today. Could you do that, I wonder? Yes, I, I could try. The only problem is that it's still New Year and I've had a parade of relatives coming and going from my flat and my mother's had flu and I've been looking after her so I'm a bit up against it. Aren't you all tied up socially as well? I mean, New Year is always such a chore, isn't it? I've told you already. I don't do family events. I particularly hate New Year. Can't get worked up by it. Such forced jollity. People say it's a time to reflect. I don't see why that would be a joyous pastime, reflection. For me, it's the pits. Well, it can't be all that bad. Come on, I'm not having that. Think of all the good things in your life. Your wonderful profession, the best profession in the world, I think. The constant challenge of it and the influence. And then surely, if you reflect on... I don't know, your first marriage, the first time you were in love, your youth, your friendships, things like that. There must be good memories there, precious ones. <laughs> Let me explain my first marriage, and maybe that will lay to rest your charmingly buoyant view of my past. I was married quite young, at 23, and I loved him desperately. I suspect that's normal for a 23-year-old encountering love for the first time. We'd known each other at university, but it wasn't until we both lived in London and met regularly among friends that we fell in love. He was the same age as me, very clever, very entertaining. Everything that I felt was worthy of me. I was rather snotty and self-important even then. He was doing a history PhD at UCL and I was working in PR for a company in the West End. I was quite ambitious, but really just for the sake of it. I'm not sure I was pursuing greatness in public relations, particularly. Fairy tale days, those. Handsome young intellectual for a husband, earning well at my own job, 
meeting interesting people, distant warming thought of having children some day. I used to go and meet him and his friends at lunchtime in the university canteen. I liked to be with him. He belonged to me. I knew how much they loved his company, how some of his women friends wished they'd got there first. And for a while, that gave me a great sense of satisfaction. He loved me, not them. He married me. But one succumbs to jealousy rather easily at that age, don't you think? I started resenting the presence of his colleagues when I joined him for lunch. Why did they always have to be there? It seemed to me there was a preponderance of pretty little blondes, so sweet and so clever, like performing poodles. Their in-jokes and their academic references irritated me. They relished owning a part of him that I didn't. I started to wonder just how friendly some of those females were. I was certain they were making a play for him, shamelessly, in front of me, as though it were a challenge. I would accuse him, in a roundabout way, of being interested in other girls, and he always denied it. I'm afraid these regular confrontations got to him. It must have got him down, coming home from work each night to my sulking and my semi-accusations. I was young. You do and say some stupid things when you're young. I would say I lost some friends among my first husband's colleagues, but I doubt they ever felt much friendship towards me. Anyway, there's no point beating myself up about it. Within two years of our marriage, he had an affair with one of his students, a half-Spanish girl, as I remember. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'll never forget her. And I was relieved, because at last I could feel justified. He accused me of driving him away. That's the kind of utter rubbish a philanderer like him would come up with. We parted, and for all I know, he's had it away with any number of his students since. I don't care. I moved to America, where I met a nice young publisher called Ryan, and we lived together until my divorce came through and then got married at once. So, Happy New Year me. You did ask. Whoa. Wow. I'm sorry I pried. What can I say? Uh, you'll have plenty for your autobiography, I suppose. You know, and there's no way I could know this, is there? But maybe he wasn't worthy of you. We give our love very freely when we're young and let loose on the world. Without making a bad call now and again, we wouldn't know what quality really was. Myself, I always railed against this learning process, but I'm all right with it now, now that all is well. I'm sorry New Year is so uncomfortable for you. Of course I'll do you a synopsis, but may I send you the next chapter first? It's in my head, you see. I have to get it out. Feel free, my dear. Who am I to argue with the creative process? Hilary was played by Rebecca Charles. Monica by Georgina Sutton. Your Most Avid Reader was written by Bibi Berkey, with sound editing by Mark Lingwood. 
It was made by Tempest Productions and brought to you with the kind support of Rattlesnake Books, an established seller of books, maps, ephemera, art and curiosities. Rattlesnake Books can be found on Instagram, Etsy, Abe Books and Biblio. Thank you.